You're listening to the Bible Belt Bros podcast with my dad and his dumb friend. Enjoy. We got William with Harper's Hut with us today. He he's back. He's back. But he didn't bring any free coffee. So mm-hmm. what? A tr- no. Instead, he's drinking my coffee, my subpar coffee. It's not bad. William has challenged us to read a C.S. Lewis quote or uh, just a passage from one of his books. And then Dusty and I have about five minutes to expand upon it as to what we think it means. That is what we're going to do. Andrew, have you ever read a C.S. Lewis book? I don't think so. Me neither. I've heard of C.S. Lewis. <laughs> do I need a – first off, William, do I need a dictionary ready? Not on this one. Okay, that's good. I have seen some of his quotes in which yeah. it's required. Yeah, no doubt. Here we go. Okay, I'm trying to pick a quote here that applies to today's lesson. So here we go. This is from C.S. Lewis, and I'll read it twice. Thank you. The task of the modern educator is not to cut down jungles, but to irrigate deserts. I'll read it one more time. The task of the modern educator is not to cut down jungles, but to irrigate deserts. All right, Dusty, so how are we going to approach this? We're taking an educated approach. We're going to break down the sentence, okay? So the jungles are the 1%. <laughs> okay, it's that actually... Bernie Sanders. <laughs> timer, timer, hold on. Oh. All right, he has set a five-minute timer. All right, so we're going to break this down uh, in an educated way, Dusty, since we are talking about education. So we're going to break down the sentence. So the task of the... Was it educate? Modern educator, so a teacher or a... The task is what you're supposed to do. Correct. (laughs) Modern is today. Educator being teacher or mentor. Uh, All right, so jungle. What is jungle, Dusty? I would say the jungle is... uh, I don't know. (laughs) We're not trying to tear down jungles. So we're not clear-cutting. We're not lumberjacks. We're not trying to tear down the smart... The jungles, people who have maybe reached potential in their lives, you know, like okay, I could see tall, that. tall trees. Yeah, because in jungles you got tall trees, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's really, um, you know, smart and this is successful. Actually, this is okay. I see that. The one percent. Okay, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but to uh, one minute's up. Oh my gosh. And that's only been one minute? Yeah. Man, it feels like an eternity. <laughs> I thought you were going to say one minute left. <laughs> I'm going to read it again for you because you might be stuck on the. Yeah. <laughs> the task of the modern educator is not to cut down jungles, but to irrigate deserts. Think about it. Do you guys want some help? I grew up in Iowa. There's no. irrigation in Iowa. <laughs> oh my. And we know that's not the Bible, though. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, deserts are not tall. So we got irrigate the desert. So I, I lived in Arizona one year in my life, and there was the deserts. This is very personal to me. We don't know where Dusty's going with this. It's, it's, you're <laughs> on to something. I'm just letting you know this is a very personal in my life. I mean, I've I've experienced irrigation, and I've experienced deserts. Two minutes is up. <laughs> have you experienced jungles? I have not. What I'm going to do for you guys is I'm going to read the quote again. <laughs> Read it backwards. That might make more sense. Like, oh, there we deserts go. irrigate to butt. <laughs> Jungles down cut to not is educator modern the of task the. Dude, that, that totally 
That cleared it up. Okay, so what he is saying here. All right, so not to cut down jungles, but to irrigate deserts. So to teach and to grow new Christians. Um, He's just blanketly talking educator, yeah. not Christian. Oh, why are you making okay. this spiritual? Okay. Yeah. Uh, because of C.S. Lewis? It's true. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, educate the few, not the many, maybe? Or not, you know, not bring down the those who are educated? Three minutes is up. I feel like we're actually getting nowhere. Well, I'm, I'm with you, you know, so you got the people that know things. Right, you got the smart education. You we're got not the making, know-it-alls. We're not dumbing down education to bring the smart down, but we're we're help using education we're to bring the those with up. no knowledge. People like me can become right. So true. we're not making me stupider. We're bringing words making Dusty smarter. <laughs> okay, okay. You guys are onto some cool stuff that I wasn't thinking. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's not even anywhere where I was thinking, but because that's a new quote to me as well. Um, okay, so five minutes, that's just going to be way too awkward. Right, so, so go ahead. So this is what I was thinking he was saying, because this is the first time I've heard it as well. The task of the modern educator is not to cut down jungles, but to irrigate deserts. You are thinking as some people have knowledge in our jungles, some other people are deserts. I was thinking within one's mind, someone has one person can have jungles and deserts at the same time. It's true. Well, why would we worry about area that is flourishing? If there are jungles there, they're either doing things, they're getting the knowledge, they're doing so- them themselves. Let's worry about the areas that there is no water, there's no vegetation, there's no growth. So as an educator, let's plant seeds in this area that there's unplanted versus going into a jungle where there's already a flourishing So what knowledge. you're saying is – Instead of excelling in one area, be mediocre in all areas. <laughs> no. According to that, because no, if you're no. if you're That's a jungle in one educator, the role of an educator, not a person. So an educator is meant to make you mediocre in all areas, rather no, than for a flourish. Not mediocre. A jungle's not, but if you are trying to uh, maybe uh, irrigate that desert, you're making that flur- the j- flourishing jungle lack. If I add more to the jungle, wouldn't I be destroying the current vegetation, affecting the already flora and fauna, and messing with that ecosystem? Negative. If I already have a flourishing forest. If you are, if you're watering the the forest, you're just allowing it to grow more and expand more. Sure, you can say cut down those trees, but if you've got a knowledge, you know, and you've got okay, so we're building a brick wall, and there are holes in the brick wall. Should we build higher? It was, I think is his point, or should we fill in those holes? And so that's where I felt like he's going with the quote. Like, you've got a brick wall built, and there are holes in that brick wall. Fill in those holes. You, instead of cutting down tree jungle. Well, I could see that, but that's just filling in the gaps within that flourishing jungle. That's well, not that's, necessarily irrigating. On the plane of your brain, you've got areas where there's vegetation and growth, and you've got areas where there's none. As an, I feel like as an educator – Let's plant seed into that area where there is no growth. Let's help these humans to, you know, reach their mental capacity. So, hey, guys, here's I'm, my. That's where I thought he was going, and that's just an opinion. I'm over right, here. Right, right. Don't don't mind me. I'm oh, just, we're not going. Six to. minutes. Six minutes. Okay, so what I'm seeing after there, what I said, what is? How does that change what you're thinking? Well, I kind of agree. Uh, I have I've heard, um, like I follow like uh, Seth Godin and Donald Miller. One of the things that that one of those guys has really hit on was. A lot of times we, when our kids go to school and they got all A's and one D, uh-huh. 
where as parents we're focused on getting that D up yeah. instead of figuring out why they're excelling in the A's. You know, what about this subject are they really intrigued with? And um, so that's there that's are kinda... different philosophies. One is is worry about your greatest strengths and stop worrying about your greatest weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Or the other philosophy, you know, there's two philosophies in life. You, you've got strengths. Focus on those and grow those. And don't worry about your weaknesses. And then there's the other philosophy is, hey, those those weaknesses, those they're going to hold you back. You are always working on them. Yeah, you gotta I, always that's work. two philosophies. No, you doubt. gotta always work on them. But it's nice. I do. It's nice to you know figure out what your kid or what you actually like enjoy in life, and you're trying to figure out, you know. So instead of listening to C.S. Lewis, you guys are like, hey, there's the forest. Don't chop down the forest. Let's go plant on the rim of the forest, on the edge of the forest. Let's grow that forest. I'm I, not saying I plant there. I'm saying water that and keep growing that. Because if you water it, you keep water. If it's you keep forest. watering it, you keep feeding it, but not necessarily because you can starve a forest. And he's not even talking about. He's saying cut down jungles. He, he's not. He's saying don't cut down jungles. Right. He's not. You know what I mean? Like we're. It's already being fed. His right. thing okay, is, is it don't. cutting down jungles or irrigating deserts? So don't stop teaching that. Or don't take away from someone's knowledge or you know reduce someone's knowledge base. It's not to not plant there. It's to don't cut it down. It, it's, he's not saying don't continue planting there like you're saying. Well, it's not planting. It's just watering. Or watering or growing it or modifying it or right. iterating it. He's not saying that. He's just saying – Role of an educator is not to chop those trees, but to plant in unplanted areas. That well, see, okay, so I excel in science and math, uh, but I suck in accounting. So I'm not going to go study accounting and try and grow in accounting when I'm excelling over here in, say, the science field or biology Fine. field. Fine. Let's apply this quote to that situation. Okay, let's do that. So you excel in science. You do not excel in accounting. The task of an educator, person that's educating right. you in so science, a professor or a teacher is not to cut down the jungles you have, the biology and the understanding of science and the intertwined um, disciplines. It's not to cut those jungles down, but to irrigate deserts. So what is in science are you terrible at? Chemistry, biochemistry? What is it that you don't excel at? There's science. a hole in your science. Okay, so it's like not genetics. To shop, yeah, like genetics. It's not to chop down jungles that are thriving. You're great at biology. You're great with cells, cultures, all that. It's As an educator, if I was your educator, I would be looking inside of your mind, and I would be irrigating those deserts, growing you. And his point is probably this. Will that hold you back one day, that weakness in genetics? Strengthening that background in genetics, will it help you one day? See, I don't see that as – because uh, I don't have a desert in genetics. You know, I may be a... Do you have a forest? Uh, it, I might be at a forest, yes. It wouldn't be a jungle. It might be a forest. But it's definitely not a you desert. a grass yard? I would say... Jungles uh, are pretty dangerous. There we go. We got a grass. That's better. We I got, got a grass, grass yard. got some grass. Yes, I got some grass. I'm not a desert in that. I am a complete desert, say, when it comes to accounting. Okay, so irrigate deserts. So, no, let, let's... Uh, okay, so you're saying your desert is in something that doesn't apply, isn't even... Close to your profession. Correct. I or, feel like there are deserts within our profession. There are things in business that are deserts for me. You know, I, I could see that. You know, there just are. There's just areas where there are forests and there are areas right. that are deserts. And, that, you know. and again, going to business, accounting would apply in business. Well, you know, I'm a I'm a great salesman, but yet again, I would suck at accounting. 
So real life scenario for me, I excelled in PE and choir and study hall, but I really I did fail Spanish too. Um, so I should focus on Spanish too. Is that what you're saying? Educators, educators Educate. in your life when they see those deserts, it is there that Spanish two teacher, it you know you're you're already passed. You're kind of screwed. You know <laughs> you're you're kind of like one of those people that will probably never get Spanish. But the role of that educator was to plant in that desert. Unfortunately, they failed you. So sorry. Well, and apologize so my, for them. My question is this: Could it also we're focusing on a jungle being a topic, or or what? What if yeah. it's what if it's a process of learning? Like mm-hmm. for me, I'm more of a hands-on person. I like it. So I didn't. Uh, my 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 desert was book reading. Yeah. Book reading and totally, learning. Totally, dude. It applies. It applies. Where my jungle, my jungle was hands-on learning. People walking me through a process. Yeah. I can pick it up. So what you're saying, the educators, if they had looked through that paradigm, should have spent more time irrigating your book reading skills, your book learning skills, and taught you how to use that so that later in life you could use that technique. Whereas right now in life, you don't know how to use it. Right. Whereas those educators, they never fully taught you how to use that field. And it, it's just it's a desert. Or wasn't able to excel in that field because – And right now it's a desert. Yeah. I, that's, where, that's where I feel like you went with it. Okay, I, I like could we're see. All on the same page. Yeah, I could see your. Do we have C.S. Lewis's phone number? We could give he's, him a call real he's quick. He's actually. Um, Let me just look in my. He's phone in book. heaven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if we pray right now, Ouija board. Ouija board would Ouija be probably a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, let's get one. <laughs> let's get one and and uh, channel in C.S. Lewis. All right, this is the dark turn. We better uh, just go ahead and get started with the actual podcast all right so the reason we have william on the show today is because we are talking about christian education william was an educator himself and he has failed a few he has uh not failed a few. he has some deserts <laughs> and he has some jungles if well, we're talking about learning te- uh styles i probably did fail a few along the way well i'm just because not every professor or teacher is perfect like i have uh um, what exactly I know, right? in my world. Just blew your mind, dude. <laughs> I know I have one professor who is completely amazing. He fits my learning style perfectly. I know what you're saying. Yet, you go on ratemyprofessor.com or whatnot. And he's blasted. There are people blasting him. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, yet. So, it works for nine, but that one. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, all right, let's get into this. Christian education, swell in the cranium, Dusty. That's what we're talking about today. And since you didn't read this chapter, Dusty, what do you think Mr. Viola's <laughs> view on this is? Uh, on Christian education, not well, education. I didn't read this chapter because I didn't think we were talking about this chapter today. I had something else I want to talk about. We'll just save it for a future podcast. But... Uh, just knowing Frank Viola, he's against education. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We have a winner. Is he really? He is. No, he's against Christian education, not education. Really? Christian education because it's uh, been commercialized. Uh, it wasn't until, you know, like the 1930s and 40s when we introduced youth pastors and all that um, and just commercialized everything in that and Bible colleges. Well, and I think it goes along the lines, too. We talked about clergy salaries, and the higher educated your pastor is, just like in in the business world, the higher paid normally your, your pastor is. Right. And 
real quick, I'm going to get this out there. I don't think you have to have an, a Christian education um, in order to be a pastor. Sure helps. It, it might help. It's going to help with some arguments. But I think anybody who studies the Bible, um, which I guess that you're but educating yourself. How would yourself, you understand the contextual understanding of like how it applied 2,000 years ago? Without a, somebody else helping you and well, somebody else on is going because you're going to have to uh, look at like commentaries and read other books. Not because obviously you're not going to understand the Greek words. You can do that. Or, you're a self-educator, right? But all you're not doing at Christian is. college is you're just taking somebody's interpretation and then making that yours. And it's not someone's interpretation. It's many someone's interpretation. Many someone's and not necessarily many depends on the college you go to. You go to a Baptist seminaries college, it's well, going to be different. Well, I'm not talking about seminaries. I'm talking about a Bible college, which uh, is just a liberal arts college that focuses, say, on a uh, Christ, serving in the Christian world. They're most likely going to be teaching out of a book that's accepted by many someones. In that denomination, most likely, because Oral or, Roberts would be different. Or within that group, such as the, um, the Jesus movement, in which those people are, were out there. They're in colleges. Christian colleges and secular colleges, and they teach that uh, Jesus was uh, not the Son of Man. I think it's good to align with somebody, like with many someones. I think it's dangerous to not get a degree regardless of what field you're in. I'm talking about pastors. I'm talking about biologists. I'm talking about businessmen. Do people do it every day and and they're successful at it? Absolutely. Right. Extremely successful sometimes. Um, But most often those people are very good at – at getting out and educating themselves. They don't necessarily need a teacher to drag them through a topic. But like for the majority of people, you need to align with someone else's knowledge and be taught by someone. Mentor. I, I mentor under somebody. I do agree with that. I, but, you know, as as well as far as, you know, getting that four-year, eight-year education from an institution, yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think you have to have that in order to be uh, you know, in the Christian world, or actually even in the secular world, you don't have to align with that. Um, not trying to blast anybody, but uh, let's take my wife for example. She didn't get a four-year uh, edu- uh, education or anything, or a master's or anything like her, that. What's her bit job? She's a vice president of a credit union. There you go, dude. So a uh, lot of business people are extremely successful with no four-year degrees. Exactly. And so it's so out there. It is. And I, you know, I know many people who don't have a degree or education necessarily, a uh, traditionalized education, let's put it that way, uh, who are making six figures. Yet I know a lot of people who or have that. Or seven. Or seven. But I know a lot of people who have that education, masters and PhDs, who can't find a job because they are overqualified. Starting from the or, bottom, now we're here. It's kind of like herd immunity. Uh, you, you, you talked about that last time. You can't, like the herd immunity. You know, with enough people being educated, not everybody has to be because y- your wife, who's a vice president, likely she's around people that do have an education, and she's got a mind enough to absorb. Yes, she a did quick have enough mind. You know what I right. mean? Yeah, she had immunity. two great uh, mentors that she you know, that some, were educated. That were uh, okay. I know one was educated. So for there sure. you go. I don't it's herd immunity. It, if you think about it, you, you've got so many degrees around you right now. That your argument doesn't have any basis in a country where there are no degrees. Your wife this, can bump shoulders with people that have degrees, save herself four years. That education, she's getting it from somewhere. 
I wouldn't say it saved her four years because it's taken her 20 years to get where she's at. Well, okay, it's taken her about 15 years where she's at. Where, you know, if you have that four year, you can almost move directly move into Move a little that quicker. Position, yeah. Right? Yeah. Not directly into it. I mean, it may take you two or three years to get to that position, but. She still so. had the mentor. Right, right, she right. Still right. had the mentor. Either way, she would have had the mentor. Right. Now, and don't get me blessed. wrong. I am 100% for education. I'm in college myself. I graduate this semester with my bachelor's, and then I'm either moving on to a master's program or I'm going into PA school. I haven't yeah. decided yet. So Good. I am very – I'm pro-education, um, but at the same time, you can be very successful without an education. So I'm, I can talk out both sides of my mouth here. <laughs> That's not what you're thinking. Nope. I was thinking not. you were going to say but. <laughs> <laughs> Two side, two sided butt. You don't have a two side butt. <laughs> like two side mouth. I can talk out both sides of my mouth here. So now let's take Dusty here. He's um, he started a very he started a successful um, business and he doesn't getting that way. And he doesn't have a four year degree. He doesn't even have a two year degree. I I, I Wait, tried online school. Stuff. Did you finish high school? Do you have a one year degree? I don't have a one year. I I, I don't even know if I have a credit to my name, but I do have eleven thousand dollars in debt <laughs> from student loans. Oh, I remember <laughs> that, Dusty. Uh, I remember that. That was brutal. Oh, that was a poor decision, bro. Well, I made some poor decisions when I got divorced and going to school without. Hey, was one of them. No, you got a computer out of the deal. I have an eleven thousand dollar laptop, currently still paying off. Sorry, dude. That's not funny, but it is. <laughs> well done. So, so you're voting for Bernie Sanders? <laughs> yeah. Free education. Free education. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, so we take Dusty. He has a success. Well, it's it's. I would say it's a successful business. He is constantly busy. Well, we are growing. We are hiring. It's it's not right. like successful, but it is. I'd getting, say it's successful. It's, it's grow. It's how many employees you guys have? How do you define success then? Uh, it hasn't reached its success point, I guess. I mean, it's successful as far as it's still growing. It could still fail, so I wouldn't. You say talking it's, successful as in like it doesn't run itself? You can't sit on the on the beach and fish. Yes, I think that's what he's measuring success. <laughs> well, as. I just okay. mean as far as maybe me paying myself. An actual salary. Oh. You know, I pay my employees more than pay me. But that's just the life of a business owner. That's the reality. Yeah. That's the world. That is. is. I mean, you're uh, until you get to that multi-million dollar stage, that's pretty much what you're going to be doing, bro. So until I get successful. That doesn't measure success. <laughs> you have a business that hey, is flourishing. I would say most businesses, the business that moved into where, because we had to expand to another right. location. Because, because that, you're successful. <laughs> the business that ex that just moved in there is already gone. So it's wow. been less than a year. Wow. And the business that was there before – well, okay, in one of those buildings wasn't there long. That's the story of a success. Bro. Okay, so here's yeah, Dusty's yeah. success story. Dusty started in this – okay, actually, Dusty started in my basement. Yeah. He outgrew my basement. He moved into a storefront. I couldn't afford to live in an actual apartment, so I right. out a basement cellar dungeon place. Hey, I love that basement. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he took my man cave, and we turned it into an apartment for him. You're tying this back into Christian education, right? Yes. I'm well, education. <laughs> okay. Education in general. I kind of steered away from Christian education because uh, Frank Viola is we'll, – well, we'll talk about it. So that's why I didn't read the book, Andrew, because you weren't even going to talk about it anyway. So here's Dusty's success story. He started in my basement. He moved to a storefront. 
he outgrew that storefront, so he got the location next door to him. He tore down a door, or he had a doorway in between the two businesses, and then he outgrew those two buildings, and so he went into a new storefront, which is over there by your coffee shop. Let's tie this back into Christian education, so Dusty, or education in general. Yeah. Dusty is a success story. He doesn't have, he has a high school education, and but he has mentored, he has listened to podcasts and uh, other things. YouTube University. There we go, YouTube Podcast University. Podcast University of America. And he has uh, created a great foundation for what his business is. And so, in that sense, he's educated. Uh, but, you know... I I'm uh, I learned on the streets. Yeah, I got street knowledge. However, the Bible doesn't. I mean, who were the guys that walked with Jesus? Were they educated? Yeah, a couple of them were. I mean, think about it. Not walking, all of them. Walking with Christ every day. Well, yeah, he, they had a mentor. His, no, his mentorship, his knowledge base, his his understanding was like completely out of this world. I agree. Well, on the day of Pentecost, well, okay, Paul said, really, it's out of this world. <laughs> like, yeah, like er- everything was like so backwards. It was Jesus, of course it's out of this world. <laughs> They're like, you know, let's be fishers of men. Let's go into the church and throw all the tables over. People are, you know, it was just so backwards to that time. Okay. Yeah, but Paul, Paul was it Paul that said that um, on the day of Pentecost, they were or Unschooled, ordinary men. So. I don't know if that was Paul, and I'm not going to agree with you. I know what you're, yeah, I know what you're talking, talking about. But they were talking about, right. you know, one, we're not drunk because it's 9 a.m. or whatever. I can't remember. <laughs> right, I know what you're talking about, and yes. So, um, I believe we can, I do agree with, yes, a mentor. Uh, everybody I know who has an education, who doesn't have an education, has a mentor of some sort. Christ studied. Where was Christ as a child? He was in the church. He was studying. He was right. he was doing all that knowledge seeking early in his life. Right. He then he, turned around and became he was a mentor. Making furniture. No, no. No, his he was running. Was, away, yeah, he was running away from his parents in the. That was one studying under that was one people. instance. He he was and he wasn't studying. People were studying him. He was the one teaching in the synagogue at that point. He had to gain that knowledge from earthly means: reading, learning, listening. I don't think that he was born with that knowledge. He wasn't born with that knowledge. There was uh, – who was it? The guy that makes the NUMA videos that's now like Oprah's Rob best Bell. friend. Yeah, Rob Bell. He did a, a thing where he was talking about um, education uh, back then. And even like the disciples, like there were steps of memorizing scripture that mm. you had to do. Right. And uh, so the disciples – I don't think Christ ever memorized. You don't think, I think he, he memorized conceptualized. Scripture? I think he never spent time rote memorizing and most likely spent time taking it all the way up to the top ladder of the learning pyramid into conceptualization. But he quoted scripture. So, exactly. how would he not so maybe he did some rote memory if he quoted. I was going to say, he, he would refer back to and quote scripture. So how would he have not done memorization? Through conceptualization. It's like the deepest level of learning. Then he if you can quoted. build a story around it. Yeah, yeah. I can quote things all day if I can build it into a story. And I can learn a whole chapter of information quote? by building it into a storyline and thinking through it so that it makes sense instead of sitting there learning, memorizing one line at a time and not putting it into a paragraph or a chapter or into a book. 
Instead of learning, that's how school, modern day school is. Learn these terms. And, right. and, and that's like the very bottom level of education. You have to learn terms. You have to learn A, B, C, D, F, G. You have to learn what egg is. You have to learn what cat is. But like how long can you do that? Did he do that forever? No. He eventually after you know what you think he did, went, sat in there became, and, he and wrote on a chalkboard a thousand times like Bart Simpson. I will not do this all day. I will not do – you know, I, what, what did Bart Simpson use to write on the board? Uh, I will not skateboard through I, the I don't think hallways. Christ did that. I, I think that he conceptualized more than he memorized. I don't think they skateboarded back then, so what did they do? No, but they also didn't have printing presses or anything like that. So they had to memorize if they're going to talk about the Bible or, or anything. They I'm had not to memorize. He didn't memorize. Everyone has to memorize. I understand the conceptual part as well, but I believe he went through memorization. You're not gonna get that intelligent, that off the cuff, that so far out of your time. You know, obviously he's half man, half you know, well, no, I take half planetary. I was watching a video yesterday. Have you? I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the human calculator. The guy who is literally faster than the calculator at any equation you could like give him. I met someone like that. He is out of this world. Is it's, he from Tulsa? No, he's not. Uh, it was on. I don't know. It was on YouTube, and then I just kept watching his videos more and more because he just amazed me. And so they hooked him up to uh, MRIs. But and he didn't memorize 11,900 times 11,900. He didn't. He, didn't. he, he, he is able to visualize tricks. those words or those numbers and rearrange them somehow that he can do this. And what they said is when they hooked him up to this machine that he uses or he shuts down most of his brain and uses a part of the brain that nobody else uses cool. to do this. Yeah. And I kind of think that's what Jesus probably did. I think he breaks it down into building blocks. Like, you know, when I met someone that could do that, like 11,000 times 365, he could do it right there on the spot. He told me that he breaks it down into the, the building blocks, 11,000 times 300, then 11,000 times 60, then 11,000 times 7 or 5, and then he adds it back together. But, you know, in algebra or math, you learn to break it down into parts. And so, you know, maybe Christ did something like that. Maybe he wrote memorized like Bart Simpson did. Well, I have been taught that that was the process for for young kids as they grew up, that they would memorize scripture. He was in his 30s, trust me. He wasn't wrote memorizing well, in his 20s. Not, yeah, he had already done that. Like He was he, doing that I when agree. he was 10 and 12. You know? That's a pretty solid memory. Pretty solid brain. I mean, there's song lyrics I, mean, I remember from when I was 10 and 12. There's... This little light of mine. <laughs> um, anything you, in a song, <laughs> anything in a song you'll remember. I won't. Yeah, you won't. That's true. That's true. Most I don't people. know. For some reason, my itsy bitsy spider. I, I don't know. I know the itsy bitsy spider went up the waterfall, you know down the came the rain. Yeah. Okay. So and washed know. water. That's back. what we all know. But that's the only part of it I know. There's more. Humpty to Dumpty in the sun. Humpty Dumpty. Uh, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. You're proving my point. Had a great fall. You're, you're proving all my the point. All the Kingsmen couldn't put them together. Like again. I said, you hadn't said that in about thirty years. Oh no, I've said that. I have a daughter. Oh, okay. I've taught her that. Okay, okay. Within the probably the last three years. Going back to the book, what I think <laughs> I haven't said it in thirty years, and I still remember it. What I think Frank Viola. There was one section talking about Sunday school, you know, and and we've had an issue in a, at a church that I was at where, you know, like there's so many people that just want to learn all the time, but they don't actually do anything with that. Very knowledge. dangerous. All right. Very dangerous. And so, but then there's also people that just do. Without learning. Without learning. Oh, so, also dangerous. Um, also dangerous. And so, and it, I think it's James chapter one talks about that. But um, 
faith faith without, without action is dead or whatever. But so so there's there's an issue with what he was having with education as far as we're just trying to consume so much knowledge before we do anything, and then. I don't know, just just kind of like we just trying to consume, 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 and not do anything with mm-hmm. what we're learning. You know, I once read a book about that where people read 50, 60 books, and they never get smarter. They never get rich. And like I once came came across an, across an author, and he said, uh, the biggest tragedy in this world is an intelligent poor man, a, a, per, a person that is extremely intelligent but has no money. And it and I thought, man, that is the biggest tragedy in this world. How how tragic it would be for you to be extremely intelligent but have no money. And so I look around and I'm like, dude, there's people that are extremely intelligent all over the place. They read nonstop, but what do they not do? They don't apply put it, put it any of it. They don't apply put it in practice. So one thing that I forced myself to do over the years is is uh, reread the books I read. So this year, the beginning of the year, I set my goal sheet out on January 1st, and I wrote down all my goals for the year. And one of my goals was is not to read a new book this year, to reread books that I've read in the past. Instead of reading 50 books this year like I usually do, I'm going to read the 50 books in my past or, or the books I've read 50 times previously. And, and so that – because those nuggets that I've read, I've applied them, but I've missed some. And so I know people firsthand, and I know you guys do. They read nonstop. They're always oh, reading yeah. things, and they're just – they're just dumb as can be, and they're poor, and, and so there's no application. So I think, like you said, knowledge without application, it's actually poisonous, and it's very dangerous, and it's useless, and you're use- you can be considered useless in that regard. And, um, and then, of course, application with no knowledge, how effective are you going to be? Your efficiency isn't anywhere close to what it could have been. I just wait till those books come out on movie format and i can watch the movie just as good as reading a book yes but dusty <laughs> this book will never come out on no, movie. The books i've read will never be out on a movie maybe those non-fiction books or those fiction books oh, yes games. star wars yes those will yes Was star wars a book first i'm gonna throw this out there i think that it's an extremely ignorant thing for frank viola to say christian education is worthless or just not. I don't think he says it's worthless. He just more it's corrupted. Right. Okay. I. It's not what it the is Bible corrupted. taught and all that. Yeah. I mean, we teach what that that alcohol drinking alcohol is a sin. Like that's a corrupt. Well, that's, that's what most perversion. religions. Yes. That's a perversion of the truth. I mean, right. there's a lot of things like you know the, our giving tendencies in this country. You're gonna have people teach it different ways. It's probably a perversion of the truth. Whatever helps them to to pay their bills and keep. You know, at the end of the day, the the, the means is good, uh, helping people to be found or lost people to be found. But I think there's a lot of perversions. You don't throw the bath the baby out with the bathwater. Christian education is so vital and so needed. I would say, yes, Christian education, or I would in general say education. Yeah, just take it right down to the to baseline. We don't want to end up like Stephen Airy on the making murder either. Their family was. I haven't seen it. Not educated. You said Stephen Airy and. Yeah, I, it. Avery. Yeah, there you go. Stephen Airy is a friend of mine. <laughs> if I keep saying his name wrong, he might end up. In Isn't jail. he a teacher? No, he's like a. I don't know. What he's do you guys think about Christian Security education? Guard. His wife's a teacher. Okay, his wife's a teacher. What do you guys think about it? Think about education. 
Christian education. I've told you. I, I think it's important. Podcast. I mean, I to me, like Christian education is just like a fast track of listening to a bunch of sermons and getting your knowledge through your pastor. What? <laughs> like that is the weirdest interpretation ever. Well, because you just learn so much. Like I, I've I've taken some classes uh, through Liberty University. I didn't get any credit for them because <laughs> there was because I yeah. no, no, it was a weird situation. It was a weird. We thing. we kind of paid for it, but then they like this program didn't didn't uh, like they sent me books and I took tests and I sent in all the tests right. and then they didn't grade them because they couldn't find my. It was a weird thing. It was a weird thing. I did it. Too. Anyways, I did a pretty stinking good job. And uh, <laughs> if I if I really cared about having the degree part of it, I could just sign up and then all my tests would get graded. But I don't really care about the degree side of having it. The fact that I did it and I gained lots of knowledge with it is. So what I'm saying is, you, what I'm hear you saying is, you don't place a lot of emphasis on having degrees or formal education. I, for me personally, no. Like, cool. Having having a degree in. I like that for you personally. Bible, that works out good. For for where I'm at right now in business, me having a degree in, you know, biblical history or whatever it was. What about in business? It'd be important for me to take some business classes. Isn't that interesting how your perspective on education changes when it's something that you're like knee deep in? Yeah, but and so but I can't afford business classes and I don't have time for business classes. I mean, you're already a so I lean I lean on people like you and lean on different podcasts for for knowledge. Bro, that um, is education. <laughs> well, but it's not the standard. That's mentorship. That's, that's mentor. not mentorship. That's, that's not education. education. Yes. Yeah. He, that's that's education. No, mentors that, are edu- a form of educators. There's just not the standard form that you're gonna get. You yeah, are learning understand. by watching. I understand you're learning, you're absorbing. That's that's learning. But that's not. That's education. We're being educated. You are educated, that, becoming educated. I still okay. According you're to our uneducatedness, our society's view of education that is not education. Is are a, you moving is the a needle? Year for your school. Are you moving? Okay. You're. I'm not even talking about formal education. I, I'm not talking about going and getting for your degree. I thought we were past that topic. Scratch the school system, and that is a form of education. That's a very effective form of education. That is. Okay, I'll agree with that. Well, then, yes, it's always important to increase your knowledge. Oh, my God, always. Always. But knowledge yeah. is not as good as wisdom. Knowledge is power. No, knowledge is also evil. <laughs> Here's the truth that I think about knowledge. I think knowledge, like anything, can be abused. Yes. You know what's funny? Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Viola went to er, got his Ph.D. from Dallas Baptist University. I just looked up that school, and it's not even accredited. Even better. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked up that school in my mind, and it's not accredited. <laughs> He got his Ph.D. from Dallas Baptist University. What you're saying is he doesn't like Christian education, but he's got a Ph.D. Exactly. He has an education, but he's speaking against it. That's why I think it's such a joke. So is how do you how do you do a book? You educate yourself to write the book. You educate yourself on topics. I know he used George Barna to fact check it. Like like Who you is educated. educated your mind on the Farg stream and you know what's typical. With without even reading the book, but just knowing how you know my close friend Frankie, you know, just knowing what he believes and stuff. He's it's not he's not against 
being educated. No, he's, he's against, against the commercialized the commercialized system of it. Right. He's against having to have a degree what to get into ministry. Like you having to have a Bible degree to get into a church job. Right. Oh, okay. Right. So he's okay with pastors pulling 15 different scriptures from 15 different books. Well, uh, you take that away. He's not even okay with paid pastors. He doesn't even like paid pastors. So, ah, ah. so okay. he's, he's all about the okay, house church model. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. If a pastor's not paid, then they're more like uh, – what was that woman that like everybody knows she was underpaid? Woman at the well? No, or she no? died like 15 years ago. Oh, Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. Like, you know, she's poor. She, this is her life choice. She probably spent a lot of time uh, just seeking God in her, you know, on her own spiritually, and she probably really has this deep knowledge or, or wisdom that none of us probably have in this country, even with degrees. So, like, if you take his perspective, he kind of stacks it well. I don't want him to be paid, and I don't want him to go get degrees. I want him to be unpaid like a Mother Teresa and gain that knowledge by just doing and being. I mean, he, it's cogent for himself. Correct. That's that's where I think, and I will probably expand on it on another podcast as we wrap up the book, but, like, there's a lot of things, and I agree with a lot of things that he says not biblical or whatever, you know. And so we see it right now, and there's just so much that we're um, – that we're doing wrong in a sense, you know, or, or not doing biblically not, the way it's... We're not doing it wrong, and it's not necessarily we're not doing it biblically. It's just we're not doing it how they did it in the first century. Right, and and there's... When Jesus walked. And so then the question is, and I really have been struggling with is, how did... When God created church, when God established the church, I guess is the better way, saying it when he did that what was his intentions you know was his intentions to be how it is now or was his intentions to be the more family family kind of atmosphere that you had the the loving one another atmosphere that you had uh, on a daily basis in the church of acts and not on a weekly casual basis that you have in church today well when you build the time machine and go back out there and ask him that question, then we'll know. Well, I don't have a time machine. Time machine just shoot Scientists did find um, proof of gravitational pull this week in uh, black holes. So, I love black holes. Which is um, confirming Einstein's theory of space-time. Um, I think the pupil in the eye is very similar to a black hole. Tons of light go into it, but it's like black. Like When I look in your eyes, I yeah. just see darkness. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, one thing that really annoys me about Frank Viola is he's like, don't get educated, don't get paid, but he doesn't expound on where are you going to learn how to use the Bible properly. Because if you don't get under a mentor, like, he should have had a chapter in there saying, don't go to school, don't get paid. But the last chapter here is train under a mentor. Oh, okay, sure, you can, Frank, you can talk about not training under someone that's got an American education. You can train under uh, a nun or a priest, but not someone with an American degree. How are we going to do that in our country, Frank? How does this even apply in our country? That's not the reality of the current climate. You have to have a mentor. Most likely that mentor is going to have a degree somewhere. It's going to be an American education. How are you setting us up for success? How can we apply that in modern-day okay. America? In Frankie's in Mr. Viola's defense, he does have like a final thoughts chapter and wrapping up 
uh, a chapter about wrapping up and then all that. So he may allude to some of that in there. But also, and he's also Mr. Viola says this is not a standalone book. You have to read the other book in order to understand this which book. Which is smart. Well. Now we and have to so, read two of his books. I love that. He gets double money. Right. Which I personally – paid? Or is he donating it? Donating no, all that he's money. getting the royalties off of it. Well, then what's he even talking about? That's just as good as getting money from a right. from a bucket. But uh, well, his, so his, his we're problem not, with the bucket was that we're told that we have to. Right. You know, that's the he difference. gives us an option to buy this book. Yeah. All right. Boy, he's tricky. He is. He's a he's like I'm going to write it down and give you the option to buy it versus a pastor who's going to speak it, and uh, of course they're going to say you have to give, but uh, my way's better. So I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I am gonna do. I am gonna read his next book just to see where he goes with it. We're not gonna talk about it on this podcast. So if you guys want to know or expand upon what Mr. Va- well, perfect, I'll get it from you. Uh, reimagining house or reimagining, reimagining church, church or something. Interesting. So he broke it all these things down and then he rebuilds it. I can yes. appreciate that. Yes, I can does. really appreciate that. And but he rebuilds it more into a house church model. And that's actually what his last chapter in this book is. And uh, he's not the only one that does that. I mean, there's like Francis Chan that um, he he started a church. It grew to thousands of people, and he was like, "Wait, what is we doing? This is not right." And so he left that church and started a house church, more house church movement. That's that is where I mean people are going today. Is back to the. Back to the roots of the house church movement. I think the modern church is more like a governmental program. It's like, you know, it's not run by the government, but you know how the government has programs for, pe- for different groups of people. Yeah. Yes, yes. The modern church is very similar to like that. They're like, it's great. It keeps people out of jail. keeps people from abusing alcohol, doing drugs. Like, we got, they got all these morals, and it's like a government program in this country. Now give your money. <laughs> or God's going to hate you. Yeah, the next book in <laughs> this. You want to get out from underneath the cloud? So he has two other books that go along with this. It's, the next one is Reimagining Church. And then I believe the last one to this series is The Untold Story of the New Testament Church. I'm I not sure. Because he's against education, but yet he's going to re-educate us, yeah. on, educate us on an interpretation no, of those times. No, not against he's education. He's against commercialized education. He's against, Dude, where did he get that? He's from against a commercial commercialized business. Christian education. Dude, there's, there's just like uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? There's – uh, contradictions built into this argument. Oh, yeah. yeah there like, are. majorly. No yeah. doubt. I'm against commercialized education. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up this week. <sighs> as Dusty does his lasso over there. Yeah, wrapping it up. Time to go home. So, we will leave off with this. If you want to... Uh, this is the last chapter we are doing in this book. Mm-hmm. We are going to do a wrap up segment or wrap up. We're gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap. Yes. Wicked, wicked. Uh, even two white guys <laughs> rapping. That's gonna be messed up. All right, so we're gonna wrap mm. up this book uh, either next week or the week after, whenever we can get our next guest on the show because we have someone in mind that we want and it's really going to it has to fit their schedule. Uh, so we they may sound really important. <laughs> so it may be next week it may not we'll uh you'll just have to tune in and find out surprise yeah, all right guys have a good week we'll see you